0: What's up, everybody?
1: It's Erin. And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up. Welcome, guys. We're so happy you're here.
0: We are psyched. (laughs) Can't you tell by my voice?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're psyched. We're stoked. We're elated. We're Mm. tingling. Jumping for joy. We're jumping for joy. (laughs) We are on the precipice of a full explosion. Oh. Oh. Poof. Poof. M- mind mind blown. <laughs> oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh my god, you guys, this episode today is so gnarly.
1: Woo. Yeah. We both were just like, yeah, uh, reading through the description of today like what's ha- what ha- we're going to talk about today. It's a lot. Just be <laughs> it's warned. It's pretty graphic.
0: Yeah, there's certain parts that are very graphic and insane and woof. Woof city. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, we were just, uh, but before we do, we were just shooting the shit, talking about this crazy weather we're having. Oh my, where it's... my dad is like hunkered down up in the mountains, waiting for the snowstorm for the fucking blizzard of 23. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: It's the one we've been waiting for all year.
0: Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> snow
1: day, snow day, snow day. Yeah. yeah. It's wild here, too. I mean, I like was wearing I had to like spray my hair with water because I was wearing a beanie today. I went on a Ugh. walk and I was like, I'm going to be cold. I walked so to the so crazy. Studio. <laughs> I know. i was like, oh, my God, it's like 50 degrees. <laughs> I better put on my Patagonia layer and my jean jacket.
0: Oh, my God. And I'm wearing
1: a wool, like a fucking wool sweater. So I like walked myself down to the pottery studio, which it is cold, you know.
0: Yeah. It's it's cold for here. For here. Yeah.
1: And we're just not. Oh, I was going to wear my big puffy, like my huge coat that I bought in Utah a couple months ago. And I but I was like, there's
0: nowhere to put it at the studio. So. Yeah. And people will be like, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. it's It's really 50 degrees not negative 50
1: (laughs) well it's like so fucking cold in our house like Pete doesn't turn on the heater and so it's like I expect when I go outside it's gonna be way colder no I walk outside it's gorgeous the sun's shining I'm like feeling the warmth of the sun I'm like why is it so fucking cold in our house well
0: you know it's a lot of I don't know. It's winter time, and it's winter. Yeah, it's it's just we are really we're really getting it finally here. Yeah, this is yeah. like the the final uh, winter storm. I feel. I hope. Um, mm. But like literally, there's going to be a blizzard up in our hometown. So yeah, but you Godspeed. Uh, I, to all it's the not people the last. There. It's no. not the last
1: because there were years on like Mother's Day when it mm. was snowing up there.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, and it's like fucking May, dude. And you're just like, "Oh, shit." This so, and bullshit. it's still only February.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But god, it well.
1: it's going to be the worst one probably of the yeah, year. Yeah,
0: and I the storm's just going to like roll through the entire country. So Oh my god. Oof. Sorry ho- everyone. Ho- yeah, I hope y'all hunker down and got your supplies and your like I remember in DC like we had a couple like big snowstorms and one of them DJ was out of town for and I just was like I went to the store. I got all of my favorite foods. I got all the wine, like all my wines, yeah. all my foods, and just had the best time hunkering down at home and then like walking through the snow to the bars to meet up with friends and stuff. It was a great time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We I The only storm I remember Like really prepping for Was like Hurricane Sandy When mm. we lived in Queens
0: Yeah Hurricane I, Sandy yeah.
1: I remember being on the phone with my grandpa Like the day it was coming Like it was just starting to get windy and stuff And you know everybody was like freaking out And he's like what's it like there And I was going to the supermarket Just to get regular stuff And I was like I like walked in And he's like are people like buying out the grocery stores And I was like no I'm like looking around and I And then I look over and like there's no bread <laughs> and you're I was like, like oh, oh there's no bread and my grandpa was like yeah get some food I was like okay yeah you're like huh <laughs> yeah I'm like I didn't okay what well, didn't know it was a thing all right and it obviously was
0: bad and yeah that was that was a gnarly storm yeah it was gnarly yeah I remember Irene in DC was pretty wild yeah Ooh, that was a good it's so one.
1: weird it's like so weird we've been Pete and I have been in California now for 10 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: it'll be 11 this June and it's, like, flown by. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. hmm Like, I just feel like I have so... And, you know, it's that thing of, like, we spent so many... They, they weren't a lot of years in New York, but, like, five of my f- very formative years, you mm-hmm. know, like, my, like, mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it holds like this space. Do you feel like that about D.C. where it's like it, yep. it holds this big chunk of time for me? But really, it was a blink of an eye in the grand scheme of things.
0: I mean, for me, D.C. was like all of my, you know, my mid 20s through my early 30s yeah. or mid 30s, you know? Yeah. True. Like, you were there. I was, I was there, I was there for over a decade. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. And it's where, you know, i met husband oh my and had my first kid and that's why so it, it's big it's like a big part of yeah so.
1: yeah that's fair yeah it's not as big of a chunk of time for me it's only half of the time like five mm-hmm. years but still, still it feels no. like a lot
0: that was a and you were there from like college yeah right on. after college yeah, yeah. So that's very formative yeah yeah well wow <laughs> anyway well this this episode has nothing to do with um weather or uh. Formative year well 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 I don't know could be But yeah I don't know this has a lot To do with a brain a Very <laughs> lucky brain
1: The today's topic Recommended by a listener Mm-hmm They recommended This person Like this historical figure that We're going to talk about they recommended him Because we did a Two-parter on P.T. Barnum
0: Mm-hmm
1: and He's like loosely related,
0: related. yeah, related to P.T. Barnum. They worked together for a brief period of time. Yeah, yeah. And also, I think we somehow like stumbled upon him while we were doing research. One of us found something interesting about him while we were doing research for our uh, Patreon episode about the history of swear words or something.
1: Oh, okay. I think this was you.
0: Cuz I yeah. I don't
1: remember. I I yeah, I have no
0: recollection. Yeah, I I don't know. I went through the old notes and stuff just cuz I it was it was tickling this guy was tickling a little memory yeah thing in my my brain. So I was like, "Where have I heard this name before?" And sure enough, Oh, yeah, it's we, the
1: lead singer of a steampunk band. Yeah
0: totally um (laughs)
1: oh it's a speakeasy in a hotel somewhere yeah they only serve absinthe yeah
0: (laughs) you guys today we're talking about the one and only phineas gage oh my god it is yeah the one and only for sure dude this shit's crazy um This man survived a very traumatic brain injury Mm -hmm. on the job back in the 1800s and Mm. lived to tell the tale and lived for several years, like a pretty almost normal life. So... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we're going to talk about how it happened, what happened, (sighs) his injury. Yeah. That's the... The very graphic part Will be when we talk About his injury Obviously So Yikes. You're being warned now um, It is unpleasant
1: <laughs> What's the opposite Of like a um, Coochie tingle
0: A um, fucking
1: Butthole blast Like yeah.
0: it, It's like <laughs> Whatever
1: the feeling Is down
0: there It's a butthole clench I feel like Yeah right? like Yeah a clench, like a cootie. Like a grimace It's like <laughs> A grommet grimace <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
1: Yes It's a grommet grimace Is that What's this
0: Is that a grimace That's a grimace Oh okay uh, It's uh. like somewhere between a Smile and a Ooh, Ooh. Yeah yeah yeah
1: Ooh. It's a coochie <laughs> Ooh.
0: You don't want it's a one. coochie clench. It's a
1: coochie clench. Yeah. yeah. And a grommet grimace, but they yeah. happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. So
0: just, it's be a words. whole pelvic floor punch. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if
1: you have testicles or a penis, what happens around there uh. when this sets in, but please let us know.
0: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> as it we're goes, describing. It, it curls up inside of you or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's very graphic and very horrible. Yeah. Um, what happens to this man we will tell you about it right now oh my god
1: okay this man we don't know a lot about him before his accident which is fine cuz i don't think it's very interesting <laughs>
0: but i think he was definitely always hot definitely always this like this man <laughs> is hot
1: honestly <laughs> like someone you- should write a biopic and do and like do a movie cuz i want to see this hot man except then skip over the part where he's injured <laughs> yeah just tell me when it's happening I'll leave the theater I'll come back when he's healing I don't want to see that part
0: like I feel like Zach Efron could play this man or you know somebody of that like caliber of hotness because this man like was he was I know I know who
1: 1997 Billy Zane okay all right
0: like that Hmm. like the facial features I think I'm even thinking like a um, what's who's what's the guy's name that plays uh Superman? (sighs) Christopher Reeve? No, he'd be good. The yeah, but he's dead. He's dead. Um, no, like the 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 current um, one. The current one. The one do you love? I I love. I think he's Tom Holland. No, no, that's Spider Man. Oh my god, (laughs) girl. I'm
1: tired. Wait, uh. What's his name? He was, like, um... Superman. Oh, yeah, he, oh,
0: Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yes, he has the jawline. Yes. He has yes, the jawline. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It's Henry Cavill. It's Henry Cavill. Um, he is giving Henry Cavill.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like Zach Efron right now, too beefy. Mm. He's beefed up a bit. Like, he's very, like, thick. His thick. neck is very thick now. He's very, like, hulked out. Mm. Um, and this guy needs to be, yeah, like, very... Well, no, like he wasn't Like 1800s. Tall. 1800s, like, jolly. Strapping,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> this guy, Phineas Gage, was one of five children. He was born in 1823 in Grafton County, New Hampshire, to Hannah and Jesse, K- Jesse Gage. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, we don't really know much about his upbringing, but aside from the fact that he was literate, which which I don't know why we need to know that, but I guess it says something about, like, the types of jobs he had. Um, Because he was like a foreman He was a man he was middle management mm-hmm. And he was Very competent by all measures And in July of 1848 he was empl- he was Employed on construction of the Hudson River Railroad near Cortland Town New York and there His career flourished he went from Regular foreman to blasting Foreman
0: mm-hmm. which is Like oh, yeah <laughs> You gotta be like the top of the the you know heap for that kind of a job because yeah. this Dangerous. was like serious it was serious yeah shit you know you're you're dealing with explosives you have to be responsible for an entire crew you have to keep him safe yeah and you have to know what the fuck you're doing so totally he, i think he had like a big crew of people that he worked with that respected him that were mm-hmm. like he was you know in charge of so
1: yeah Totally, yeah, and he, uh, he kind of bopped around all like these railroad areas that were being built. He was on mm-hmm. lots of jobs, um, and well liked, hire, well liked,
0: uh, higher, uh, gainfully employed all the time, which is yeah. like a good mark of you know his character because yeah, people should flop around all the time. There was no way of like knowing if people were like going to be good workers. There was no such thing as like,
1: yeah, everybody's a grifter.
0: Yeah, everybody's a grifter. There's no yeah. like You don't
1: have an online footprint. There's no, no way to be like, "Where the fuck were you between this time and this time?" And Yeah,
0: nobody's like... like on fucking <laughs> like tracking your resume on Indeed or on <laughs> fucking LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, there's no resume. You're just yeah. like, "I have two hands and I can stand all day." Look I'll... at look
0: at look at this body. Look you at see, this body. Yeah. I've been working on the railroad, baby. <laughs> All the live long day. I've been blasting through this town.
1: (laughs) Oh, I heard you were looking for a a blasting foreman. Well, I'm ready to blast the shit out of this.
0: Look at these forearms. Oh. That's a forearm right there. I don't know. (laughs) I like (laughs) bicep. No. No. We're Uh, trying. Okay.
1: But. Yes, he was, like, by all accounts, a very hardworking and a very strapping and energetic young man, which is why we were saying hot men should play him. mm mm-hmm. um, Okay, so physician John Martin Harlow, who wasn't, like, his childhood physician or anything, but he knew him before the incident we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. He described... Twenty-five-year-old Gage as a perfectly healthy, strong, and active young man, possessing an iron will as well as an iron frame. That means Mm. muscles, baby. Mm. He had um, he had a muscular system unusually well developed.
0: Okay, Mister Doctor Harlow, (laughs) really getting into it. (laughs) Unusually well developed. Unusually
1: well developed. (laughs) and he, having had scarcely a day's illness
0: from his childhood i would say this man is <laughs> strapping indeed okay. i'm just a doctor i'm yes. just i'm just describing this young man strapping mm, the
1: musculature of his <laughs> of the lines of his form <laughs> he is quite the form if you know what i mean <laughs>
0: Strapping, all right, Doctor Harlow. <laughs>
1: I know. Okay, so, but I love it because it's giving like, uh, Brom Bones. Do you know Brom Bones from Sleepy Hollow? No. Oh, Brom Bones is the hot one that Katrina Van Tassel's like s- starting to get with, but then Ichabod Crane shows up, and Ichabod's like a, with a weirdo, skinny ass body, she, yeah, emo like, ass shit. Yeah, she's like, do you have you seen him? He's a skinny little man. I feel like he has a big dick. So then she I gets feel like rid it could of-
0: break him in half. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So then she's like, later, Brom Bones. And then we think <laughs> Brom Bones dies from the Headless Horseman. Or- oh. I don't know. I don't know what happens to him. It depends on the version you're watching, I guess. But anyway, I'm here for it because I love a sleepy Hollow Fantasy and Brom Bones. Some reason, even in the cartoon, I'm always like, hey, what's with Ichabod? Are we all why? Why are we all pretending, okay? Yeah. Brom bones is where it's at. Look at this man. He's like lifting barrels of maple syrup <laughs> and like doing lumberjack shit? <laughs> yeah,
0: I- Ichabod like <laughs>
1: no, I want to ride Brahm's bone. you know what I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to Ichabod. I want a Brom, <laughs> Brom bones. <laughs> I don't to jump
1: bronze bones, uh. okay. Anyway, so his his employers described him again, like as a most efficient and capable foreman, a shrewd, smart businessman, very energetic and persistent in executing all his plans of operation. And yeah, like you can't you can't just uh, employ any old, you know, Joe off the street or whatever, like you need. You can't just hire, like, some old meathead, you know? Like, you need someone mm-hmm. who's got the brains and the brawn to be able to work with explosives because this shit is scary.
0: Yeah, and we're, like, really harping on this because we'll, you'll see later yeah. on in this episode.
1: Yeah. Okay, so just to lay the groundwork, but um <laughs> okay, so when you're prepping the ground for... A railroad bed. And this is what he was working on um, mm-hmm. leading up to and like during the job he was on dur- when he had, was in this accident. It requires boring a huge hole into the ground and then you add blasting powder and a fuse into the hole. And then you pack a bunch of sand and clay above the hole so that the powder is contained like, you know, uh, it lower into the ground and that directs it down into the surrounding rock so that they could like, you know, get rid of rock and shit so that they could lay down the railroad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Gage, that's what he was doing. And he was such a go getter that he even commissioned a custom made tamping iron.
0: Was is like a big rod that like, yeah, helps you like get the hole going. And then you it helps tamp down all the explosives and yeah. dirt and sand and all that.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, like so you you put the sand in and then you just like ram it. It's a ramrod, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he um, and it's to set the explosive charge. And so he had one commissioned by a local blacksmith that was like fit his frame. You know, it was like a weight and size that worked for him and it Mm -hmm. made him like very fast and efficient and i don't know why i think it's because i just watched the joseph and the technicolor dream coat episode last night of seinfeld but i'm thinking of this as like a pimp cane for (laughs) phineas Gage. (laughs) like it's his little flourish like yes you know like he's like hey this is like my thing you know and then it's like do we is phineas here you know like when you're walking by the saloon or whatever i don't know what time period this is (laughs) but it's like leaning outside against the like window or whatever it's like oh phineas is here and all the girls are like
0: phineas phineas's rod is here
1: (laughs) (laughs) did did you all see phineas oh he's here Such a dumb voice. <laughs> I'm trying to get to Smee. Put put on <laughs> your faces, <laughs> girls. <laughs> smee. 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 But it's like Phineas. Oh my oh. god. Hey,
0: Marigold. Do you know who's here today?
1: Phineas. <laughs> <You're>
0: Phineas. <laughs> Do you think the girls called him Phiney? Oh, Finn, or did maybe just Finn? Finn, yeah, maybe. No, well, whatever. Well, he was hot. He had this cool ramrod, special <laughs> made. One end was pointy, I think, to like get the hole. You know, like to yeah start the hole, like a you know kind of javelin esque kind of thing. i mean yeah. like a not right, not stop good. jerking off your I know. the
1: uh, invisible dick next to your face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, um, no.
0: That was, a that's an old classic. It mm. is so yeah. funny. Um. Okay. Yeah, one end was pointy to, like, jam into the dirt and make a big hole. Mm-hmm. And then the other end was, like, you know, like, blunt, normal, like, blunt like flat. Yeah. yeah. To, like, use it as a ramrod. So, yeah, he had this, like, custom thing. And I, I do think that's very cool of him. Me, too. I like it. I like yeah. that
1: he was, like.
0: So dedicated to his craft, you it's know? dapper. Yeah, you know it's, what I mean. It, yeah, it, it's, he's it's dedicated. Uh, it's dedicated. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and it well. will come in very handy for. <laughs> <laughs> it was not hand. I don't think "handy" is the right word, but it'll. It fit it'll like prove love, <laughs> it, and the design of it will prove to be a like a godson for yeah. This accident. um, Yeah. If you can call it that.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, the godsend would be this didn't happen in the first place. But, yeah. you know. Uh, if going to happen. He survives it because c- of the shape. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this is the incident we're going to talk about. And it's graphic. So if you don't like it, then maybe skip ahead a little bit. But we're, yeah. we're not going to get, like, too gross. I mean. I know. will. I'll okay. say all about it. But okay. I'll, I'll <laughs>
0: say something. I'll say something before I get into the. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: Okay, so on September 13th, 1848, he was overseeing a group of men blasting rock for the Rutland and Burlington Railroad, and this was south of Cavendish, Vermont. And around 4.30 p.m. in the afternoon... So, like... You know it's still light it's still light out It's a full day he's putting in a full day's work Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like You get you know it's after lunch You're getting towards dinner you're probably getting Hungry again you're getting a little tired This is always the time of The day when I'm least
0: Yeah and it's uh, probably one of the Final like Blasts they're gonna do of the day like A final the final Like thing they're gonna Explode so they're just like all right They're just packing yeah they're done it a million times they're like alright let's just do this last one and Yeah, be done for the day you know and talking about where they're going to go drink afterwards or something sure
1: yeah they're all they're all talking and they're he, loose yeah he kind of his attention wanes a little bit and he gets a little bit distracted by his crew and he like turns to chime in whatever they're talking about and as he's looking over his right shoulder and he starts to get chatty that's the very second that he he's still tamping so he's still like ramming this rod into the ground uh, over this explosive powder and you know whatever and it's it's unknown if maybe he forgot to put the sand in before he started doing that like the sand Mm -hmm. and clay or if he was just ramming the powder Um, but his custom tamping iron sparked against some rock and the powder exploded oof
0: Th- Bad this- news when you're holding a f- <sighs> fucking javelin Dude. in your hand, essentially.
1: Dude, the tamping iron blasted up from the hole. It entered the left side of his face in an upward direction, just forward of the angle of his lower jaw. Like and it. Right yeah. Here. Like, yeah. Under it, it. It went over his lower jaw and up through the roof of his mouth. Like behind his eye. So his mouth was open.
0: Yeah. It was under his like cheekbone, I think. Right? Yeah. And oh God, it's just all of it is bad.
1: Yeah, it's bad. And then um, it passed behind the left eye through the left side of the brain. And then it popped out completely. Like it flew out of his head. It It flew. (laughs) Yeah. No, it (laughs) shot out through the top. Yeah. This is all happening in like milliseconds.
0: This thing was three feet long. Dude. Dude, it flew was out of his head. <laughs>
1: it was three feet long. OK, it was three feet, seven inches long. It was an inch and uh, one and a quarter inches in diameter. And this thing fucking weighed over 13 pounds and it shot up through his open jaw into his skull and out the top of his head. It flew 80 feet before landing on the ground smeared with blood and brain. Brain came out of his fucking head. <laughs> 80 feet away. 80 feet away, the, like, the trajectory of this, the, f- oh, my God. And his mouth is fucking open. This is one of the details for me that just make, it went <laughs> like this, right? It went, uh, uh okay. Yeah, like, it went through his open oh, jaw.
0: Good Lord, man. Out it of his, is, uh, up through his skull, the bottom of his skull, yeah, out through the top. Yeah. Through his brain, out through the top. It's. Oh it's, it's horrendous. It's, it's horrifying. So
1: so bad. Um and like you were saying, the shape of it was like the the reason it it went clear through uh so quickly is because the pointy end, like you said, went in first. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he defo would have died if the blunt end would have hit him. Oh, it would have
0: just exploded his whole head.
1: Which, yeah, yeah, because the pointy end was, like, very tapered. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a point. So, I mean, and listen, it wasn't good. Like, he was thrown onto his back. He had some – he was convulsing. Like, his arms and legs were convulsing. He was having a moment. And then, like, a few minutes later, he just stopped, fucking got up, and started talking normally to everyone,
0: like, standing around. like Can you fucking imagine – first of all whitney you're like oh he he's dead he's He's dead dead yeah and then he just sits up and he's like hey guys like oh my god am i bleeding (laughs) and they were like yeah yeah why am i on the (laughs) ground hey guys uh, why am i
1: why did i pass out on the ground it's like man because your brain's in chunks 80 feet away
0: dude (laughs) they're like oh hi uh I, all right. Let's get you to the doctor. Come yeah. over here, sir.
1: Okay. Normally, I would never say this about someone's traumatic moment, but in that moment, no one's as traumatized as the people who all just saw that, oh. including the man who just got the spike through his fucking head. Because he doesn't even know. Yeah, he does, like, Yeah. He's like everyone. He's like, hey, what's going on? You know. And everyone else is like, holy fucking shit. Like. Dude. He's like, I feel weird. <laughs> I feel weird. And everyone's like, I want to die.
0: I, I just saw that man's brain spiked. Yeah. Dude. It's, it's so gnarly. It's, it's so, so fucking gnarly. gnarly. <laughs> and this is where it's it's going to get real graphic, OK? Like, that was already pretty graphic. But OK, it's going to get worse. So just hang on, all right? Yeah. Fast forward if you need to. Uh.
1: Um,
0: He gets, he like, his friend, his crew gets him into an ox cart and <laughs> takes him down to the local doctor. Um, he's a-
1: a- alert and sitting up and just riding to the doctor. Like, all like, right, I all guess right. I could take a quick break to go get a band aid or something. Yeah, like, he's, he's like,
0: th- I, he's like, I think I'm bleeding a little bit. Like, I should get this bleeding stopped and then we'll we'll go yeah. grab a drink after, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, Yeah, man, okay. Yeah, just bopping around on an ox cart.
0: Three quarters of a mile into town To see the doctor This shit's so gnarly. And so he's bleeding all over He gets Mm -hmm. into town I think like they initially like They're fetching the doctor And he's like They like try to get him like Laid down on a bed And like in a hotel or something And as they're describing it He or as they like come to get him And as it's described The bed was just covered in blood Just completely covered in blood It was like a you know, murder scene basically. Yeah. And, um, he's starting to get a little lightheaded from the loss of blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they get, they get a physician who I think was like, um, like, a like Foot battlefield. Doctor? he was like a oh. battlefield like doctor and he like, you know, he was like knew how to Trauma triage going but I don't think He was like a specialist in brain Injuries by any stretch of the imagination
1: Nobody was at this point Well there was the
0: later Doctor who comes after That we already talked
1: about a little bit He he had more um, Experience yeah with uh, Studying
0: the brain not necessarily Dealing with traumatic brain injuries Such as this I don't think anybody Like you're saying anybody seen anything Like this before of somebody who'd had such a traumatic brain injury, and was not only alive but like, yeah, totally coherent and talking and yeah,
1: like conscious, all, fully cognitive, yeah, okay, yeah. so you're so like they get him to this place. The first doctor comes, and he's like not he's like just the doctor nearby in ca- mm-hmm. probably in case like these men are getting.
0: Um, burns or Burns. Or
1: yeah 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 uh, blast like,
0: a finger off or something
1: right it's like but then they also called visit phys- the dr harlow the physician we talked about earlier that had been like treating all these men more regularly and was kind of like the more senior doctor mm-hmm. um and so this other physician that showed up first this was like 30 minutes after the accident like mm-hmm. literally from the moment it happened it's only been 30 minutes this guy pulls up Edward H. Williams, and he finds Gage sitting in a chair outside the hotel. And he's like, "Okay, he he said he was greeted with one of the great understatements of medical history. And I think there's nothing understated about what he described. So I will give Mm -hmm. you the honor because it is so it is so much.
0: Yeah. So Edward (laughs) H. Williams, and this is all his account of it. Yeah says quote when I drove up he said Gage said doctor here is business enough for you <laughs> I first noticed the wound upon the head before I alighted from my carriage the pulsations of the brain being very distinct <sighs> the top of the head appeared somewhat like an inverted funnel as if, oh, I know this is where I was reading it I was like oh <laughs> oh god. This is the butthole clench right here. Oh my
1: god, my butt is so tight right now. I know,
0: I know, I know. Ooh. Uh, somewhat like an inverted funnel, huh? as if some wedge-shaped body had passed from below upward. Okay, so he's describing it like <laughs> like a, a fucking, fucking clown hat. Oh, like, oh, 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 no! It exploded out. Yeah, yeah, an yeah. inverted. Fu- oh my Re- god! Or, or or like that. I don't know. No, it's like this. Yeah. But a funnel
1: is already this shape, right? Yeah. But no, it had to have been like that.
0: Yeah. I, I don't, don't know.
1: know, dude. It's but it's fucking flopped out and not his brain is visible. It's
0: his brain's is pulsating. Out. It's like <laughs> Mars attacks. Yeah. Oh he God. just has a clear view <sighs> into this man's head. I just kept picturing that scene from Hannibal where he like oh yeah, yeah 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 Ray Liotta Ray Liotta's head yeah okay yeah R.I.P. um R.I.P. um okay a wedge-shaped body had passed from below upward Mr. Gage during the time I was examining his this wound was relate relating the manner in which he was injured to the bystanders I did not believe Mr. Gage's statements at the time but thought he was deceived <sighs> Sir, you're talking to a man whose brain is <laughs> literally out. How do you not believe what he's saying? Like, are That's you- so dumb. That's
1: the dumbest part of this whole thing. He's like, <laughs> no. I didn't believe him because his brain was out. And I thought, what an idiot. Like, yeah. what? How do you think this happened? How do you happened? think it happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Mr. Grage persisted in saying that the bar went through his head. Mr. G got up and vomited. That, okay, this is really bad. This is, oh. This is so Oh, badly. oh,
1: oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh,
0: Just, my God. I'm so sorry. Everybody, this is very much a content warning, so get ready. Um, Mr. Gage persisted in saying that the bar went through his head. Mr. G got up and vomited. The effort of v- vomiting pressed out about half a teacup full Of the brain through the exit hole at the top of the skull, which fell upon the floor.
1: In the notes, I just wrote, no, 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 it is.
0: I was gasping reading this fucking account.
1: But also, okay, I just, I do want to... Just revel in the fact that He used a teacups like Half a teacups yeah. like worth Like measurement You know he wasn't like A dime size or the Or like
0: an I feel inch like, I feel like that's like what a cup Was though at the time so half a oh, cup Oh
1: okay okay still it feels still. Like the wrong measurement to be using For brain like it's a food Measurement it's in the kitchen why are I we know. Talking why? don't bring it into this
0: I don't like it. Okay, I don't this like is it. So yeah. gnarly, and um, I'm just gonna go a little bit further since we're on the topic and it's we're we're all gagging together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the reason why he's he's vomiting so much is because the hole in the bottom of his skull that was caused by the the tamping rod going through his head. All it it was the. Blood from the wound was getting into his sinuses, basically. Yeah. His sinuses were right, right there. And the hole from that caused the blood to just go straight into his sinuses. So he was like, and brain was coming into his fucking throat hole. Throat hole. Yeah. From the, from the injury, from the wound. And he was literally gagging on his blood and brain. Yeah. And, vo- and it was it, making him vomit so oh my god like fuck. every
1: 15 minutes like yeah talk about adding insult to injury oh, truly
0: it's like this poor man <laughs> uh, it's so insane um and not only that he had he had pieces of skull fragments in his brain that they had to remove or else you know it would yeah. become infected and so they're trying to so by this time uh, Doctor Harlow comes, yeah, and is like, "All right, holy fucking shit! I can't believe this is like so gnarly." Um, He's like, he- "I've
1: seen two brains in my life. I- I'll do that, or whatever you yeah. know." He's like, uh, "I'll I'll get in there." I it, it's so. I mean, obviously, I didn't choose the profession of a doctor or a surgeon, but like, I I can't see anyone wanting to. I just it's so upsetting to me. I can't believe... Okay, this is also very triggering to me from my jaw surgery because there's, Mm -hmm. like, parts of it. I don't know, just, like, the open jaw and stuff Mm -hmm. where I'm, like, someone, like... Broke your jaw. Broke my jaw off my face. Cut it off. And, like, it was still tied on with, like, skin and, you know, Like, like to be a surgeon,
0: you have to be, like... You have to be okay with this shit. You have to compartmentalize and be, like, this is a piece of meat now. You know what I mean? This isn't a human. I don't know. It's so wild. And... And so they, so Dr. Harlow comes and he's like, all right, I got to get these bone. And I'm just going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell you exactly what he had to do to get these bone fragments out. And it's really fucking horrible. So bear with me. He took one finger and the other through the wound and was like Chinese finger trap getting Oh my God. Like trying to pull out with his fucking fingers. He didn't have any. I mean, he had some, probably yeah, some yeah. equipment or whatever, but the, yeah. he had to feel where the bone fragments were so he could only use his fingers to do that. So he was, ooh, ooh, like, fingering his fucking brain from both While sides. While he's awake. While he's awake, this man. Dude, this <sighs> is
1: where we talk about the, how the brain is so powerful and, like, you know, we, um, Juliana Kopka uh, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, how your brain can just, like, block all this out. I, I don't know if... This was blocked out for Phineas, but I Probably hope not. some of
0: it. I, I mean, and it's and it's like this kind of, you know, like even modern day brain surgery. They oh, keep, you're awake. You keep I know. you awake, so yeah, that they my can cousin... make sure that your your you know brain function is like still, like you're still able to like you know talk and yeah, you know.
1: I think we were 19 when my cousin had a tumor growing on her like occipital bone or something. Oh, it was like
0: God. under.
1: Close to the brain or it was on the brain. I don't know. Anyway, she had to have fucking they peeled her scalp off and like went in and she had to be awake. And it was like, oh, my God, if she's listening. Hi.
0: Um, (laughs) Love you.
1: you. But Yeah. yeah, dude, it's like fucking wild. Like what? Like, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. And, you know, you do it because you have to. You know, like you think I could never do something like this or sit there while this is happening
0: or whatever, but you do it because you have to. Like, what other choice do you have? hmm mm-hmm. It's wild. And he survived the initial, you know, work that Dr. Harlow did. And, like, I think it he was fine for a while, but then... Yeah. Okay. So... Let's,
1: yeah, I guess Harlow, we should also mention when he like took charge of this and was like rooting around in his brain or whatever, mm-hmm. he was like, this is what he said about it. Because we read um, the other doctors, Dr. Williams's statement. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Harlow said, you will excuse me for remarking here that the picture presented was to one unaccustomed to military surgery, truly terrific. I think he means horrific.
0: <laughs> well, terrific terrific oh, okay <laughs> like yeah, ter- yeah yeah that makes sense yeah. okay but
1: the modern in modern times we use terrific as a good thing mm-hmm. okay but he continued but the patient bore his sufferings with the most heroic firmness he recognized me at once and said he hoped he was not much hurt <laughs> oh my god he sounds like a like a little i know he's like i hope i'm not too hurt he seemed to be perfectly conscious but was getting exhausted from the hemorrhage his person and the bed on which he was laid were literally one gore of blood so that's like what you were talking about where it was just like so much blood yeah um okay so like you said uh harlow like rooted around in his brain pulled out the the fragments of skull I just said he, they treated the fucking huge holes in his head. <laughs> and also the burns surrounding those holes. He was, burned from, he the was fucking burned from explosion. the explosion. Okay. On oh, his man. forearms, on his face, around the hole. Like it was, it was bad. Um, You know, a spike through the head is not traumatic enough. Also needs burns. Then mm-hmm. they the physicians like place some adhesive straps, which are like band-aids, I guess, to like pull the wounds together and try and get some healing going, I guess. Yeah. um And then they put a little nightcap on him, which there's a drawing on Wikipedia. It's like so cute. And it had like a little hole for like drainage. And um I think, yeah, I don't I don't know how much fluids drained out. I don't know what the state of it was after that, but we'll just leave it at that, I suppose. Um, And then he was okay. At this point, I also relatively say,
0: fine. <laughs> like
1: he was, he was because he was still talking and stuff. But everybody's like, "This fucker's gonna die, right? Like, there's yeah. no way this man survives this. The fact that he's even still talking to us is uh, insane."
0: Yeah, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna do everything we can to make sure like your shit doesn't get infected because that was the." So he's still alive, but the continua continue, continual worry was that this oh, like gangrene. this area was gonna yeah. get infected, you know, like a fucking literal brain spilling out of his skull was still happening yeah. because after an injury like that your brain continues to swell. Yeah. And now the interesting thing about this is because he had not just the hole at the top, but the hole inside of his, you know
1: Yeah, it is the mouth. bottom
0: in the bottom of his skull where that where it went in yeah that was also letting stuff drain too now he's lucky that a lot of the um the fluid surrounding his brain didn't drain out into his sinuses for whatever reason but anything that needed to like like any additional uh swelling that was happening in in you know additional liquid that needed to drain out like any blood or whatever could also uh, drain out not just the the top, top but also the bottom hole, which okay. is something that a lot of people didn't have. So that was like almost lucky in a way.
1: Lucky and also completely coincidental that mm-hmm. he didn't get more infections from the mouth hole because mm-hmm. your mouth has so many germs. Yeah. Like yeah. that, it's also incredible that, like that, I mean, it could have led to, we'll talk about it in a second because he had some issues, but, um, and yeah, another. It's,
0: Another thing too is that he was really lucky. I mean, all of this is like luck, luck, luck on top of luck. Right. Yeah. But the the tamping rod itself, he that he commissioned was he had he wanted it to be really smooth and oh. the and the metal was like very smooth. So when it went through, it didn't have like anything that could, you know, snag snag or like tear <laughs> off. You know, like oh, oh, a loose yeah. piece of metal or something. It was yeah. very smooth, so it just went clean through. Oh, my so God. So that was really lucky. It wasn't, like, serrated in, in any way where it could, like, make a jagged, you know, kind of wound or anything right. like that. So, it was just, like, cauterized almost. Like, yeah, it just went... Pfft. Yeah. Oh <laughs> as, my God. as clean as it could possibly be.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, gnarly.
1: Okay. Well, he, he was obviously in shock through, like, a lot of this to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... Everyone was like extra baffled when they were like okay well we're we're going to call your mom, we're going to call your friends, like your coworkers want to come see you. They you know everybody's thinking he's dying and he's like I'm f- no, why? Don't call my mom. Like don't bother her. I'm going to be back at work in a couple days. I'll see her next weekend or whatever and everyone's like
0: pardon? Mm. Yeah. Like, um, buddy, yeah, I. We're gonna call your mom. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: they did. Um, yeah. and it was good because over the next few days, the trauma of the injury caught up, of course, and he was having issues like speaking and making sense of things, and he, uh, was very steadily declining. And this is when they were like, okay, maybe this isn't gonna be. It's not gonna work out how we thought it might because mm. he was talking and now he's not. Um, And then about 12 days after the incident, he was like semi comatose. He was kind of like drifting in and out. The brain injury started protruding out of the top of his head again. His eye socket that, you know, it went behind his left eye. That eye socket was like very swollen. And then and this is the worst part for some reason. It's bad. His his head wound and his breath were putrid. Like, people were, like, death. Like, I can smell death on you. The, the, what is it? Necrid? Necrotic. Necrotic flesh. Mm -hmm. It's, like, the mouth and the head. Like, people are just smelling death. They ordered him a casket. Like, they had funeral plans lined up. Like, it's... Fucking gross, and I just want to read... Oh, this is so gnarly. <laughs> this is so gnarly.
0: This is, Again, another content warning. Yeah, another Fast content warning. Fast forward if you warning. need to.
1: <laughs> this one somehow is not... I mean, it is very upsetting to me also, but it's fine. Okay. I, I'm actually, like, impressed with this because... D- phys- uh, they call him Physician Harlow. Dr. Harlow. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of knew what to do. So this... He inspected the wound and he... Okay. This is bad. This is his report of what happened. So, after inspecting the wound, he cut off the fungi, which were sprouting out from the top of the brain and filling the opening, and made free application (sighs) of caustic, uh, in other words, crystalline silver nitrate, to them. He applied crystalline silver nitrate to like the areas where he cut out the fungus with a scalpel. I laid open the front. Oh. oh, With the scalpel, I laid open the frontals muscle from the exit wound down to the top of the nose. This so like he cut open his flesh in the front of his head and there and there's a big scar there um, mm-hmm. after this. But and immediately there were discharged eight ounces Uh, Which is 250 milliliters of ill conditioned pus with blood and excessively fetid. Basically, he was like, "I know what this stink is. It's a big fucking infection. Infection. There's a pustule under here. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna find it. This remember. This is a doctor that was also rooting around two fingers in both Chinese sides. Chinese finger
0: trapping. Yeah, brain. yeah. He
1: was just like fucking doing that thing where you are trying to uh, pick up a dime in between your car seat and the console. <laughs> oh my
0: God.
1: That's a Kevin James stand up bit. That's very good. But you know, you're like, you're, there's just something right there and you're trying yeah. to get it. Okay. So he already did that. And then he's like rooting around in there for like a fucking boil of some kind. He's just like fucking r-
0: f- opens this guy's face flaps and Dr. Pimple Popper, eat your heart out. God.
1: It's so upsetting. Okay. And so he fucking sque- <laughs> squishes that out. It's very satisfying. And they're good. Okay. He gets the infection out. Save this the man's infection. life. And it just so happened that Harlow had a lot of experience with abscesses, probably from you know, the trauma, the types of trauma um, that he was treating as a doctor. Mm -hmm. He just knew like, oh, this is an infection and it needs to be obsessed or obsessed or whatever. Like you got to squeeze it and get it out. And so that was like a little over uh, 12 days. About uh, another 12 days later on the 24th day, Gage was able to get up out of bed and walked to the chair in his room And a month later he was bopping around the house And then around the piazza Which is just like a fancy word for Outside mm-hmm. um, Where the hotel was in the little town square um, And he From then on he was pretty much fine He did catch a little bit of a cold when he was out Bopping around um, And the doctor happened to be away for like a week He was mm-hmm. traveling and so
0: Gage they were was just like, like Their like biggest problem after he was like fu- like healed uh, Well Sort of healed from the injury was like keeping him contained like he just wanted to get up and bop around and he was like restless like he just like
1: he's like our aging parents where it's like you can't do that anymore. Like, you, you know, and he's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm fine. And then it's like, yeah. oh, no. Then they find out the hard way. They break a hip, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he was just like, no, I can do this. And they're like, no, like, you're missing a whole ass half of your brain over here. Like, yeah, just call, take it easy. Sir,
0: a rod went through your brain. Yeah. Oh, let's no.
1: ease into some shit. OK. Um, and. So he survived overall. Like they caught this abscess, which probably would have killed him. Mm -hmm. Somehow it all worked out. He survived. He was still like very weak, but he went to go
0: live with his parents for a bit of time and like to kind of like get build back his strength and stuff. And he Mm -hmm. was able to like work on a farm and like work with the the cattle and whatever and feed horses, whatever he needed to do to like keep himself busy yeah he he, had to like work to get him like kind of like like physical therapy basically to like
1: yeah yeah he had some time he needed to heal he Mm -hmm. really had to take it easy and you know like everybody obviously was so surprised by like how much he was talking and like how normal he was for like someone who just had their brain like turned into an upside down funnel (laughs) and and his mom was the first person to notice that, like, yes, a, to, like, a stranger, he's very normal and things seem fine. But, like, for us, he's... Uh, a little off. He's a little off. Like, his memory is not all there. He has some loss. Um, but, like, yeah, nobody would really notice unless you really
0: know him well like we do. Yeah. Um. So because of this, like, seem... This very traumatic brain injury, he is probably, and like to survive it, he's probably the first case of a traumatic. traumatic brain injury to suggest the brain's role in determining personality and that damage to specific parts of the brain might induce specific personality changes. Um, but the extent and the nature and the duration of those changes in his personality are kind of difficult to 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 figure out like what's true and what's not um there's only a handful of sources that give direct information about what he was like either before or after the incident um the mental changes published after his death were much more uh, he he'll he'll eventually die later on but (laughs) um obviously not just
1: because it was the 1800s but no, no
0: um God, my cats are, like, fighting each other right now. Oh, no. Um,
1: Is it raining still?
0: Yeah. Oh. um, They're, like, going crazy. Um, <laughs> The mental changes published after his death were much more dramatic than anything that was actually reported while he was alive. Oh. And there's a few, there's few sources that are explicit about the periods of, of his life to which the various descriptions of him, which vary widely in their implied level of functional impairment are meant to apply so like in other words the stories about him becoming some this is like the the thing that people think about him is that he became some foul mouth unreliable vagrant after his accident and those those accounts aren't necessarily 100% accurate right um I mean it is documented that he did have a change in his personality um like you're saying his mom was like he's not 100% the same guy and like the crew he worked with and, like, the railroad company were like, you're not quite on the level right now. Yeah, Like, yeah. take some time off. Like, Yeah. Um, and so it's documented that he did have changes in his personality. But according to Malcolm McMillan, um, an honorary professor at the Melbourne School of Psychology Sciences and the author of An Odd Kind of Fame, Stories of Phineas Gage. He wrote a whole ass book about Phineas Gage. Oh, my Gage. God. Um, the personality change might have only lasted for a few years. So it's like his brain needed to recalibrate. He needed to like kind of relearn some of the – social stuff and because fucking duh dude yeah i mean come on if this is like the worst a
1: half a teacup of his brain fell onto the floor on the the
0: fucking floor and the doctor's like throw it out you know like what do we yeah he's like (laughs) not to mention the shit that the brain that came out when he was like in the explosion in the explosion when the javelin shot through his fucking head
1: it's fucking Um, pinned to the ground 80 feet away
0: it's, in, it's all dirty now, too. We can't, like... Yeah, we can't wash it off. Pat it back in there, Put no. it on ice and take it to the hospital, no. No, can't do that. Yeah. Um, And so it's, like, all this This picture was, like, painted of him as being this kind of, like, gnarly dude afterwards. And maybe he was. Maybe he was just, like, saying fucking pussy and tits all the time. And everybody's <laughs> like, whoa, Phineas, why don't you just, like, go work in the stable for a while, for a couple of years, just hang out, yeah, chill, yeah, don't yeah. go in public, like... Yeah. And maybe he was drinking and smoking and fucking and doing yeah, whatever. I would. But I would too. Like I would be happy to be alive. I'd be like dude. I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll fucking party yeah. till my dick falls off. I don't care. Like dude, I just I survived know- the worst of the worst.
1: <laughs> I know I was some kind of master blaster, but fuck it, dude. I'm not going back to that job. I'm no, not blasting no. shit, okay? No, no. Except this liver. And yeah. you all can I am Suck Happy my to be dick. alive. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you can suck my Phineas Gage. Yeah. Um also like there's there's another picture like the the additionally he like people were saying he like fell into like this kind of you know vagrant like creepy yeah vibe of this dude or like a shadow of himself and there's pictures of him that were taken after the accident. Um and one of them was found in, like, 2007. This is, like, a whole other sidebar by this vintage photo collector who had no idea who he was. Oh, wow. And, like, she's like, who's this hot guy? Yeah. And thought he was, like, some sort of, like, whale hunter and thought the, like, rod in the picture. Oh, yeah. Was a harpoon. Like, his- yeah, 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 yeah. And somebody, like, she, like, posted it online. Somebody's like, that's not a, like, whale hunter. That's Phineas Gage, bitch. um In internet. Inter- anyway, so... The pictures of him are fucking hot though, even after his accident. So he's like and he looks good. He's like put together, like Yeah, clean shaven. Hair is laid. He is looking hella fine, okay. He has a
1: full head of hair and he doesn't even have a full head. You know what I mean?
0: Good thing because it's hiding that (laughs) fucking brain that's still poking out, okay? It's I he looks real good. Yeah. Like i would okay (laughs) i
1: would i would also like i don't know it'd be a story but also he's hot Mm -hmm. yeah and i'd want him to be cursing i'd like i like that his new personality is a little edgy (laughs) yeah he's
0: kind of like a mm. (laughs) yeah he's like a bad boy (laughs) yeah but so anyway nobody really knows like there's all these stories about him but a lot of them are like from people who didn't even know him, and there's just like not a lot of like solid evidence that he like became this like you know Mister Hyde kind of character. No. Um, and,
1: except for a couple of years after his brain injury, but it's like you think, yeah, like it, like just even even just like we are joking about like, oh yeah, I'd be like fuck this job and stuff. Not Mm -hmm. just that part of it, but it's like
0: this man had trauma to his brain. Things are going to change. Like, I mean, and the event in and of itself is like a trauma. Like, and that he was like conscious for a guy finger trapping his brain, you know? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude, dude. (laughs) That shit's wild.
1: But it is fascinating because, you know, you do hear about, and this is like he. This man has been studied for since this happened about the relationship of like personality and like mm-hmm. brain trauma. Mm-hmm. And we still study it today, but you hear stories and this is real and and it's related to this where like people will have a brain tumor and the only reason that it's found is because there's like a big swing in in their personality Mm -hmm. and everyone's like they are not themselves they're not you know it's not drugs it's not alcohol it's not stress whatever like just suddenly something's Uh,
0: off something's going on yeah Mm -hmm. and
1: they'll find like a mass in their brain Mm -hmm. yep and it's like that's that's so wild to me like it's unbelievable to me
0: and this is and so the reason that this his case because has become now in modern times still such a fixture in you know neuroscience and the study of the brain and how it relates to personality is because this is the first documented survival of a of a, such yeah. a traumatic brain injury like i was yeah. saying and that there was e- even if it was just for a, a couple of years there was a marked difference in his personality right. and his behavior um, however, the fact that Gage eventually went on to work as a long-distance stagecoach driver in Chile, um, a job that required considerable planning skills and focus is a testament to the fact that he returned, he, like, eventually he bounced returned yeah. to being a reliable, sociable, and above all, fully able to handle a whole-ass stagecoach and six horses. So not only was he able to, like... Um, regain and kind of rehabilitate yeah his brain and with whatever like just kind of by sheer will of getting back into you know working or whatever he needed to do to survive because it's the 1800s yeah yeah he was eventually able to like hold down a like a a very complicated and demanding job yeah um for several years after Mm. this accident so in a foreign country where you have to have you know, you have to understand different social structure and different, you know, customs and stuff and uh, other yeah. another language and whatever. So it's pretty yeah. pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, I think after that, he even moved. Like he was like flourishing, and he moved to San Francisco. Yeah, and that's he, where he yeah. eventually would die. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in um, eighteen sixty at the age of thirty six uh and it, it's likely he was having seizures and stuff and it was likely due to his head trauma mm-hmm. obviously cuz mm-hmm. like you know <laughs> i mean especially at the time but like you can't just like they 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 didn't have MRI
0: machines back then. They couldn't possibly know what the long-term effects of something like this would be.
1: And, like, they fixed it as best they could Mm in the 1800s. But, like, you know, the way they fixed it, rooting around in there, yeah, that's not, you know, it's probably not the best way to do it. And, like, I mean, they still did a good job, but it's, like, coincidence. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Okay, this is also a thing we wanted to talk about quickly because we mentioned that there was like a crossover with P.T. Barnum. Oh, yeah. And Phineas Gage. Oh, first, before we get into this, have we figured out if that's where gauges come from? Did you look that up? (laughs) No. You know, the gauges like the big ear piercings and how it's like a big hole in your head. Are you Googling it? I am. Oh, good. I hope I'm right. I Because we were talking about doing this, and I was like, is that where that comes from? But I was sincere. And now I'm kind of joking, but also I want to know. Okay. Like, why is it called a gauge? And I hope it's from Phineas Gage. (laughs) What?
0: Oh, my God. You're so funny. Oh,
1: I thought you found something. (laughs) No, I'm just cracking up. Okay. Um. Well, while you look at that, okay. I'm going to say, okay, P.T. Barnum. So I guess we mentioned, okay, you said that we talked about Phineas Gage in a Patreon episode about swearing. And then someone, I think the person that asked us to do this, um, do this topic, said we may have mentioned him a little bit Mm -hmm. in the P.T. Barnum episode, which who's to say? Um, But before. Phineas moved to Chile. He tried to get his railroad job back, like you said, kind of. And they were like, uh, your incident report is still like fresh. Like we <laughs> I think there's we're still finding fragments of your skull on the job site. So I think maybe we'll pass. No, he just he couldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So enter P.T. Barnum, who brought Gage to his the barnum's american museum in new york city so he came down he was essentially a sideshow act so people like paid to see him with his rod like he would sit there mm-hmm. and be on display and people would pay and kind of weave around all the spectacles and he'd just be sitting there with the rod and be like this went through my head um and he would get paid for it and he quickly became disinterested in it and moved on um, because he was a very smart man. And like this was like not beneath him, but just it was exploitative. And I feel like he just didn't like it. You know,
0: he's like people are not that interested also. Like I want to like yeah. go make an honest living. So right. I'm done.
1: Yeah. So I found a, um, an ad from. The barnum's american museum announcing his arrival and it says distinguished arrivals The two wonders of the world have arrived and have taken rooms at the Union House where they intend to exhibit themselves for a few days only. General Washburn, the living dwarf skeleton, the only one ever exhibited, is 28 years of age, weighing only 48 pounds. He plays the violin in Old bowl style, also will sing songs and accompanies himself on the violin. In addition to the above, Mr. Phineas Gage, the person who had a crowbar blown through his head some years since, will be present and exhibit himself, also the identical bar that pursed through his head, for particular see small bills. Adminates 12, 1 to 2 cents. Children under 12,
0: 1 to 4 cents.
1: Hours of exhibition from 10 to 10.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. This guy... Phineas Gage, uh, gate air gauges, by the way, are not from Phineas Gage. Well, oh. they're spelled G-A-U-G-E. God damn it! And they've been around since ancient Egyptian times. So, oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, this guy Phineas Gage, man. Uh, I feel like I don't know. It's just, it's a kind of a sad story, but also. Good for him for a living almost a dozen years after this shit happened. <laughs> it's like, Jesus
1: Christ. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if he had a lot of, I mean, obviously he had seizures. I wonder if they were like ongoing and just kept getting more and more frequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I assumed. I
0: think there was like, it was like some sort of buildup of like. Fluid? Uh, of like scar tissue or something oh. in his brain from this. Like it just like kept getting more and more. Oh, um, man. Yeah. So that that That's is sad. eventually what ha- killed him. That's this- the
1: sad part.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know,
1: is that like... It was like
0: a... It was like a... You know, he was living on borrowed time, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like the quality, you know, like just starts declining so drastically. But it is amazing, like in that time period that he was able to go and live a life, you know... Uh, on his own like he was able to get a job and support Mm -hmm. himself and stuff during a time when I feel like that was not what we let people who were like true who Mm -hmm. had disabilities like we did not let them do that you know
0: thousand percent
1: so I love that he like went to PT Barnum for like a couple days made some money and then was like fuck this I don't yeah I don't like this you know and he's like I'm just gonna go get a regular job
0: yeah and I think like it's interesting the way um, the kind of anecdotal evidence that is put on him that is not necessarily true. There's it. it the reason they an, another part of the reason why they teach his case in med school and you know whatever um, classes they teach this in, yeah, is uh, for research purposes for students to understand that um, not all of the evidence in a case necessarily is you need to go back to like original sources and if there's no original sources then you can't necessarily make conclusions about a case based on like anecdotal evidence quote-unquote evidence And so Phineas Gage is a case that they teach a lot still because it is, it's like from so long ago and what is known about it is remarkable, yet it is also important to make sure that people understand that the kind of um, idea behind the personality change in a brain injury is different across the board probably because oh, this is like yeah. also happened since like people have had like shit go in their brain like oh, yeah. you know rebar at a construction site whatever this shit kind of shit happens a screw a nail a scre- yeah yeah like, yeah totally and this can this can happen and people can survive it um it's not common but you know yeah. but they want students to understand that like you need to know that like a personality change isn't like all that it's like chalked up to be based on these like you know the idea that he was like some foul mouth vagrant or whatever yeah like that's just like a a kind of story that's told about him you have to like look at evidence and like the time and that kind of con that kind of context is important in the in a case like this so oh that's like another big reason they teach it so it's yeah. a pretty wild story and man.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that they don't have like, you know, today you would maybe be able to look at like, um, to look at the extent of a brain injury. Like you could look at like things like, oh, uh, retaking a driver's test or things that you've done throughout your life that like haven't seen many yeah. changes or whatever or you know you're reading comprehension level mm-hmm. you know like there's things that they could look at and be like okay yeah you could do this and then they could test you again
0: but the fact that he was able to do such a like highly skilled job later on in life is like yeah that's that's the test um yeah totally yeah also his brain is or his um skull was exhumed um, by his family and given to, um, uh, I think, like, Harvard or Mm. something, like, one of the schools, um, and along with the rod that he carried with him, like, as a constant companion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's on display somewhere. Yeah. Where is that on? I can't remember. I I don't know. I meant to put it in the notes, but I forgot. Anyway, so, yeah, his brain or his uh, skull is out there, so you could see, like, the hole in his – Skull and all that shit. Yep. Wild times. Oh my
1: god. I don't yeah. know. Is it at the Warren Anatomical Museum?
0: It's somewhere.
1: Okay. The Smithsonian has a thing on it too, so maybe it makes its way around to different places. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah. Uh oh. It's it's on display at the Warren anatomical museum on the harvard medical yeah. school campus yeah yep. cool
0: yeah yeah and there's uh, a lot
1: i feel like there's so much that we didn't even get into too that's like about you know the type of brain injury he had and like how it's specifically um helps students today but we you know we like generally covered it
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty fascinating like that this happened at a time when
0: like, we've people advanced just, so far. People were just dying from cold. So the yeah, fact that this guy survived a, a whole fucking rod through his head is pretty remarkable.
1: But it also shows you how little, like, how little we still know about the brain.
0: Because,
1: mm-hmm. like, we haven't even advanced. Uh, we have advanced far beyond that. But really not that, you know, like, we still don't know so much about the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, huh.
0: Interesting. Well we still let people play football so <gasps> and knowing that it's like actively damaging their brains um, Oh my god so. Yeah <laughs> Yeah that's true Alright all right. Well that's all I got um, Yeah Follow us on social media at DTFU Podcast everywhere and go to our website at uh, DTFU Podcast dot com
1: Ooh um, Next week is our next week is our sixth anniversary episode
0: oh my god oh my god six years we've been doing this for six years i can't believe it it? no i can't i can't
1: i feel like i've had i've had a traumatic brain injury i don't even remember (laughs) what we even talk about ever it's true it's true just i did remember something flies out of my brain
0: like phineas gage's (laughs) rod
1: yeah, I did remember something today and I told someone, oh, oh, <laughs> I didn't even remember anything that great. There was someone at the pottery studio and they were a geometry teacher. And I was oh, like, God. oh, and then someone else asked them, like, oh, do you teach it differently? Because of like, what? what is the new way of teaching? It's like core. What is it?
0: Common core. Common mm-hmm.
1: core. They're like, oh, does common core change how you teach geometry? And he was like, no, like. Geometry, angles or angles, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, and I was like, oh yeah, uh I guess like, you know, I I don't know. I made some Pythagoras reference, and he was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm very smart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know all about the Pythagorean theorem.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, who, Pythagoras?
0: Yeah. Did you know he had a cult?
1: (laughs) Did you know he was a real shithead to a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. and made them join his cult and wouldn't let them look at him in the face
0: mm-hmm. or talk to him. And then he died. Probably did some weird stuff with his penis too. <laughs> yeah. Do you know he did weird penis stuff? <laughs> yeah, Pythagoras. <laughs> Pythagoras. Killed one of his followers? Yeah, that's uh, true. Well, over a goddamn math problem. Uh <laughs> anyway. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. And yeah. um, I think that's is there anything else we want to say? I don't know. No. Tell all a right. friend. Okay. Tell a friend. Rate us five stars all the places. Yeah. Um all right. Stay excellent to yourselves. And each other. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.